Balotelli. Aguero! Lewandowski goes through again. Oh, he just can't do it. You just cannot be that good. That is an amazing goal. I think he's scored a goal every time he's had a shot. What's going on, guys? We are back with another week's episode of the 50 plus one football podcast your home for all things premier league bundesliga and champions league this week we've got a couple of interesting topics for you but with me as always the stunning free kick to my vincenzo grifo billy oh we'll talk about it later what a free kick that was i'm not tired of watching Oof. nope nope just have it on repeat but that's right. We've got a couple of interesting topics. We're going to be talking Costas Simakas and some other players who have benefited from injury to players ahead of them in the pecking order. Arsenal in general and the absolute god-awful mess they're in at the moment. And the fact that there's Amazon cameras capturing every single second of it. We'll take a look at Lukaku, the different player he is since he's joined Chelsea from Inter Milan. We're going to talk Leverkusen and Gladbach and also Mainz, who beat RB Leipzig last week, losing to VFL Bochum. And what a goal scored by one of their players. So let's jump straight in. And what do you want to start with, mate? Uh, Shall we start with the Premier League this week, seeing as we started with the Bundesliga last week? Oh, we'll go on then. Be rude not to. It'd be rude not to. <laughs> um. I'm not gonna lie. I like to. I like to. I'd like to talk about you know the injuries and the opportunities those bring because one player who's definitely better benefited from that is uh, Costas Simakas at Liverpool, and you know you you said it best. I mean he's he's been class for Liverpool the last couple of games, and if you take a look at the injuries Liverpool had, especially to their back line last season, it kind of opens up the whole season, like the whole preseason at Liverpool was basically an open contest because you had all the injuries coming back. And then you also had a bunch of new players who they had to sign coming in as well. So it was basically open season for the starting spots, especially in the back line. And you have to say Simicast took his opportunity. Definitely. With that injury to Andy Robertson, I think, Last season, he didn't get a lot of game time and he wasn't great on his appearances. And two games into a season, okay, fair enough. But the cross that he put in for Diogo Jota's goal against Burnley, Burnley yeah. was insane. But but he, he was putting them in all game and he did it against Norwich as well. Granted, he didn't get the assist, but he was putting them into the box. Yeah, and it yeah. was really solid defensively as well. Granted, it's just Norwich and Burnley. But I think if you ask a lot of Liverpool fans last season, oh, if Andy Robertson gets injured, how confident are you in Simicast? It would be, mm, well, maybe not, not really. really. But now it's a completely different situation. It's like, okay, now I think Robertson will probably go straight back in when he's fit. 
Are you saying that Simicast hasn't made that much of an impact that Robertson would just walk right back into that team? Well, that's the thing. Robertson has been so good. I don't think you can keep him out just because. But it's going to be a very it's going to be very easy for Simicast to knock on Klopp's door and be like, look, come on. Give me he's, something. Got a, he's got a bigger test next week if Robertson isn't fit for the Man City game. Because Burnley and Norwich aren't great attackers. Yeah, I was going to say, we, 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 should, we should watch out with the hype train until he does it against a big team as well. Because I'd, I'd argue if, he do, is, if he's able to bring it against City as well, that would be decent. And then you could honestly, then you could honestly go to Jurgen Klopp and be like, all right, come on. Give me Ann Robertson an even run at the left back position. Or if you have an injury to one of your front players, you stick one of he's probably Simakash, you stick him higher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no reason if if a if a winger like Alfonso Davies can be converted to a left back, then there's no reason Simakas can't be converted from left back to right left wing. You know, that's the thing. And it got me thinking of other players that have benefited from injuries to those further up the pecking order. And the one that springs out in my mind is cut back to, what was it? 2016? 16, 16. Wayne Rooney's injured. Martial gets injured in the warm-up of a Europa League tie against Matijlan. And the only fit striker at the club is a young Marcus Rashford, who then scores two goals on his de- on in that game in his debut, and then at the weekend scores two goals against Arsenal, and has just not looked back since then. So that is like a massive, you know, here's your chance, grab it and run with it. Yeah, I mean, I already mentioned him, Alfonso Davies. Bayern sign the most expensive player ever in their history in Lucas Hernandez for 80 million. And then they sign him. And the next report after him getting signed is, oh yeah, they signed this guy for 80 mil, but he's got an injury to the knee, which will rule him out until about two months into the season where everyone's still scratching their heads. Like, bro, why'd you just sign a guy for 80 mil and the, he's, he's not even fit. I mean, we don't have to look far. It's Hassan Zadihamidzic making the signings, but we'll ignore that. But Davies then, I mean, that season, that was a season that where Corona ended up ta- or ended up putting a break in the middle of it. But that season was a season where Davies arguably was the you couldn't you couldn't or wouldn't take him out of that starting eleven. He was so good at left back, and funnily enough, it was Nico Kovac who took the guy who was signed as a winger and stuck him at left back just to see how he would do. And now he's a full blown left back, and no one wants to see him anywhere else. It's absolutely mental because that's the thing. He <laughs> he was signed, and it was this it was a storming. Canadian winger from the MLS and now everyone's like eh. probably one of the better left backs in European football it's like mm-hmm. how do you decide this what goes through the mind of the man to decide I know 
you were bought to attack, but let's stick you at left back. Well, it was Nico Kovac. He was bound to have at least one good idea, albeit not a lot of them. But, you know. Also, seeing as we're talking about left backs, Robertson or Davies? Don't do this to me, man. I can't. I, okay. I think I uh, Alfonso Davies would be he's just so rapid. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that Robertson's back because you know he puts a better cross in than most wingers. Yeah, definitely. I mean I'd arguably he's probably a better crosser than Alf- Alfonso Davies. Arguably. How much was uh, Alfonso Davies? 10 million. See, Andy Robertson cost Liverpool three. Which is yeah, ridiculous. Oh, I, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back on what I said, and I'm going to say I can't pick between them because they're both very good at very different things. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, I wanted to have another mention because this one you know, led to the best goalkeeper of all time being basically born on the international stage. And that was Rene Adler getting, breaking his ribs ahead of the World Cup 2010, where he was definitely starting in goal for Germany. And then a 24-year-old Manuel Neuer gets put in, uh, in between the sticks. And all anyone knows about him is that he likes to play a little bit high on his line, and he's Schalke born and bred. Fast forward. I was going to say, what happened to him? <laughs> exactly. What, what happened to him? Fast forward 10, 11 years. Won the Champions League twice. World Cup winner. Golden Glove winner. Multiple five-time goalkeeper of the year winner. Tied with Ike Casillas on the most wins of that award. God knows how many Bundesliga titles. I'm pretty sure it's 10 at this point. It's nine or 10, one of the two. I think it's six DFB Pokal, two Club World Cup, two European Super Cup. The list goes on. And all because he was given a chance at the World Cup 2014, which didn't do badly yet, by the way. See, that's the thing. Like, if if someone like a first teamer was to get injured, it's like, oh my god, this is this is a nightmare. Like, no, it's not. Probably back in like oh the late 90s, early noughties, it probably was like a horrendous thing. Yeah, because, because no one had ever heard of the term squad depth before. Yeah, it was just let's just build the best starting eleven and maybe one impact sub. Yeah. And now and it's it like, okay, we need, over. On yeah, we need 22. Depth, on the subject of squat depths, Bynes is awful. Other yeah, than, other we've been through this Jamal last week. Musiala. Yeah, but I know we spoke about it last week, but it just, I was reporting on it. And it was nil-nil at half-time against uh, Cologne. And it Good, was like, yeah. I, I said at the, at the half-time point, it's like the only player that can come on and change this on that bench is Jamal Musiala. And clearly, Julian Nagelsmann listens to my reporting because that's exactly what happened and that's exactly what he did. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, it was when a different got, game because of him. When you've got Omar and Chris Richards on the bench, it's like, oh, come on, man. 
Josip Stanisic as well. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, that's the best part. Josip Stanisic has two good games for Bayern against relatively big teams as well. Then all of a sudden, everyone's screaming for him to be nominated for the Germany under 21, only for him to then go and say, mm, I'd rather play for Croatia, uh, Croatia at under 21 level. <laughs> well, well, that's just a big fuck you, isn't it? So moving on from players that benefit from injury, can we just touch, before we talk Arsenal, can we just touch on Lukaku quickly? The Premier League signing of the season if Ronaldo doesn't end up joining Man City, which are the reports right, right now. I'm going to say it now. If Ronaldo joins Man City, I'm throwing myself in the Thames. <laughs> but he won't. Because the only place that's reported that is L'Equipe, and L'Equipe is like a, a French version of the sun. So it's like a glorified shit rag. Wouldn't read anything into that. But if I see him wearing that, oh, I can't. I don't even want to think about it. I imagine the scenes. I'm also holding you to that, by the way. If, if I mean, I can't jump joined... in the Thames, I'll die. It's like jumping what? in sewage water. Well, you're going to need a solid shot of penicillin, but, you know. I need fucking bring him back to life. <laughs> well, I'm still holding you to jumping in the Thames. Fine, whatever. Yeah, fine. I'm that confident he won't join. Fair enough. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, wanna... Lukaku, yeah we, we're getting off topic here. Lukaku bullied. That Arsenal defense bullied them. Oh my God. It was so funny to watch. And we said it as well. Him against Ben White is just going to be a joke. But that's the thing. I, they, ben White was ill. So they had to play Rob Holding, which is just an even bigger downgrade. Oh, yeah. When and you, I mean, when you've got the, Rob, Rob Holding and the... Pablo Mari, Pablo Mari trying to defend against Lukaku. It was like watching like an under 12 try and well defending against Lukaku. It's like <laughs> the way he just kind of flicked him aside in the run-up to the goal. Like, come on, man. That's what Arsenal's defense has got to offer. That is that is a joke. It's crazy. And people people are like. He's like, oh, oh well, look, uh, United are, are dying for a striker and they let Lukaku go. It's like, yes, but this is a different, a completely different player to the one that left for Inter Milan. The one joining for Inter Milan. He's a and he wasn't that bad. Player. Yeah, I, he wasn't that bad at Man United either. No, he got, he got 42 goals in like 77, 76 starts or something. It but, was just there was no love from the fans there. It wasn't that. I, I loved Lukaku. I was so like giddy when we signed him because it was like not only did we did we get one over Chelsea, over on Chelsea, which was quite funny, but it was it was like okay, he's so good. Oh, how the turntables! And well, exactly, but he <laughs> used to score in bursts. So yeah. I remember he went on this run of like four games. We scored two in each game. And then didn't score for like a month and a half. Yeah. It was inconsistent. And then you look at the pictures of his last season at United. 
and him now when he signed for Chelsea. I think it's like it's like a stone and a half down from when he left. Like he returned to pre-season, the, the season we sold him, or the summer we sold him. He was nine pound overweight or something. Can when you say overweight, the guy's just a freaking tank. yeah. Okay, overweight for a footballer, which by any any normal person's standard would be a healthy weight. And he went to Inter Milan. He's like, yeah, but you've got you've got a digestive problem. We can fix that, and you won't lose weight again. He he lost like, yeah, like a stone and a half. He was the fastest player in Inter Milan's history to reach twenty goals in the league. Took him twenty nine games. It was just banging him in for fun. And to be honest, I think the price that Chelsea paid for ninety seven million. Yeah, one hundred and fifteen million euros. A bargain. Because you'll easily I'm not sure score 25 goals this season. I'm not sure if that's a bargain, given that he isn't, you know, 18 anymore. Like, yeah, but he's young. He's Harry Kane. Spurs want, what, 150 million for him? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to say it now, and you can hold me to this, and anyone can hold me to this. He will score more goals than Harry Kane this season. Lukaku will. Well, yeah, because Harry Kane is deciding to strike his way to a to a move anyway, because he hasn't played. Yeah, okay, but he came on against Wolves, so we'll class that as now Harry Kane is now back in the Tottenham team. <laughs> <laughs> so even if Kane does go to Man City, Lukaku will still score more goals, and that's coming from someone who can't stand Chelsea. Yeah, I don't. I I I could see that. I mean, the guy just. Like he is built for the Premier League as well. He bullies Premier League defenders, and Premier League defenders are supposed to be some of the hardest and toughest to play against. Honestly, I've not seen a. I can't remember the last time I saw a better performance from a number nine than Lukaku against Chelsea on Sunday. Are we talking in the Premier League? In the Premier League, yeah. Obviously, there have been better, like, you know, Lewandowski coming on and scoring four in what, 10 minutes? Five and nine. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so I'm talking in the Premier League. Like that is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. First game back, like his someone put a comparison video up. He scored almost the exact same goal for Inter Milan against I think it was Udinese or Palmer or something like that. Yeah. Ball gets played out to the fullback or the winger, and he's like outside the box at the moment. Steam rolls in and touches it in practically on the goal line. The exact same goal. Yeah, it's because people know where he's going to be. That is what you need from a number nine. So there we go. And uh, now we can talk about the team that he absolutely embarrassed, but they kind of do enough of that themselves. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where do you begin with Arsenal? It's just more of the same crap, really. What was it? The last 16 games, is it zero wins, four draws and 12 losses? I'm talking, you know, going over from last season as well. I think that's probably about right. Jesus Christ. The best part is, as you already gave away a little bit in the intro, they've got an Amazon camera team following them this whole season. If they get relegated, that is going to be the most watched thing Amazon Prime has ever had. They won't get relegated, but I can't see Arteta staying there longer than 
what November. That thing you sent me today, if they don't score against Man City, then yeah. Oh no, I've just realized I've made an error. Sorry, listeners. Uh, Liverpool have Chelsea at the weekend. Arsenal have Man City. Not the other way around. Apologies. But, but yeah. So <laughs> if they fail to score against Man City, they'll have to, pick, what was it? They'll have to pick their goal of the month award from their training sessions. Oh, that is so great. That is so great. I love that. I, seriously, for all the crap that Arsenal fans are like, oh yeah, the Invincibles, oh yeah, the Invincibles. Yeah, that happened about 20 years ago. You're shit now. I mean, don't sugarcoat it or anything. But did you? <laughs> what is? It, is there any point in sugarcoating it at, at this point? Uh, like, oh, no. Arsenal fan oh, TV no. are probably going through the roof at this point. Their viewership must be unbelievable because all they've got to be doing right now is just mouthing off. Goons. I can't Trust. stand them. Oh no! Neither can I. <laughs> They make they make money off of their own team misfortunes. Anyone who does that does cannot call themselves a fan. Well, you remember back when the the club made them legally stopped them calling themselves Arsenal Fan TV, which is neither which is why they're now AFTV because it was oh yeah, I love it negative association with the club, like they're feeding off negativity surrounding the club. But did you see oh, exactly? What, did you see what Bakary Sanya said about them? Nah. So how, how can you spend 150 million and only bring in young players? It might be good for the future, but someone has got to think about the present. When I was playing, anyone would be excited to join Arsenal. They've now lost that DNA. I mean, they've spent more than Man money. City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea. <laughs> and it's like, I can't. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good players. But they're not great. Ben White, I stand by. Ben White will be top. Yeah, but top will notch. be. So they will in, be. The operative uh, word being will. Nuno Tavares from Benfica. Albert Sa- Sambi Lukonga. <laughs> Aaron Ramsdale from a relegated Sheffield United. Oh. And he's supposed to, and he's supposed to be be giving Ben uh, Band Leno a run for his money. I don't know. Leno's been pretty terrible. Yeah, they but won't... in general, it's just like you just replace. If you're going to actually make him compete for that, bringing a goalkeeper is actually going to do that. Like Aaron Ramsdale, as you said, relegated Sheffield. He's also relegated with Bournemouth the season before, so you know, good track. We'll ignore that. Yeah, um, we'll ignore they've that. they've re-signed Martin Odegaard properly not just on loan and but one one solid player is not going to fix that club no but this is the thing this is the the issue i had with with them signing william from chelsea when they were all gassing him up after you got three assists on his debut against fulham lol it's like okay he's now on their list sorry sorry to sorry to interrupt you but he's now on their list of players to be sold Oh, yeah, he's going to Corinthians or something for free. Yeah. I bet you can't wait to get out of that toxic environment. Oh, trust. But you were, go- but you were saying. So, yeah, the uh, we'll call it the Willian paradox. <laughs> so the, oh, this time last year or this time whenever they signed him, they were all gassing him up. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, 
he rejected Chelsea. He's joined the biggest club in London. It's like, no, okay, let's let's be perfectly honest. There's a reason he left Chelsea. Oh, and yeah. It's not because he was too good for Chelsea. There's, <laughs> a, there's a reason that Real Madrid are letting Martin Odegaard go for 30 million quid. And it's not so they can buy Mbappe because they've got a lot more problem financially than just the spare 30 million from the sale of Martin Odegaard. Plus, Real Madrid, because of their financial woes, would be keeping hold of any young, talented player who they deemed fit enough to, you know, take over the mantle of the Galacticos, basically. Which means they've obviously decided Martin Udegaard is not going to be a player who will be able to, you know, keep that mantle or become the new generation of Galacticos. Like, nah. I mean, by all means... I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong about Martin Odegaard. I think he probably he has, a the, decent pl- has the potential to be a decent clubs. player. He's a decent player, but, you know, being signed by Real Madrid at 16, more, more often than not, I'd say that uh, Real Madrid signed him as a PR stunt, nothing more, which is sad. And, you know, now he's just lost all self-confidence because obviously a 16 year old who gets signed by Real Madrid and that's the made headline is going to have pressure like no one else. It was basically the same thing as Bayern signing Takashi Usami because they were more or less like no one was, no one actually said it, but everyone knew it. It was basically to boost their viewership in, uh, in Asia as bad as it sounds. That was basically it to relativize. I don't know that, but it seems kind of hard to believe otherwise when the guy literally flopped completely and no one knows why they even bought him in the first place. Yeah. Uh, and now you're seeing on Twitter that they're going to get, it's like, oh, we're going to get Hassan Awa. <laughs> you're not. You are not. <laughs> you are not going to spend another 30 million on Hassan Awa. Arsenal don't have the funds for it. They already said they were going to ge- be keeping the, the the money bag drawstrings pretty tight this summer, but no. I mean, a hun- they, they've spent a solid amount of money, no doubt about it, but they've spent it on a lot of different players. It was like Tottenham when they bought seven players for the money they got from Gareth Bale. They bought, I mean, arguably, they bought six crap players and one all right player. Yeah, six crap players and Christian Eriksen. Exactly. Okay, okay, Christian Eriksen was more than all right, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but so here are Arsenal's next five games, right? Man City away. Loss, definite loss. Yeah. Norwich at home. Probably lose that too. I, yeah, I said I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being let's all shit on Arsenal when I say I genuinely don't know. <laughs> Burnley away, probably the same as the Norwich game. Tottenham at home, they'll lose that. And Brighton away, they'll probably lose that. So the next five games, they probably come out of that. If they're lucky, three points, maybe. If maybe. They draw against, maybe. If they draw against Nor, <laughs> uh, okay. For for argument's sake, let's let's say they they beat Norwich because Norwich are just going to go down again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. For argument's sake, let's say they'll beat Norwich because Norwich are going to go down. Yeah. But Burnley away and Brighton away are not easy games. 
No, because th- those are those are more than 50-50 games. I'd say it's more I'd be more leaning more towards Burnley if I'm being honest. Bright oh, no. I mean Norwich they, Norwich they could Norwich they could actually get something if they pull their pull their or they get their act together and they pull themselves together. But Burnley and Brighton definitely 50-50, maybe even leaning 60-40 Burnley and Brighton in their respective games. If I'm being honest, because the way Arsenal are going right now, they don't have a clue. They're like a headless chicken. They don't have a clue where they're running to. Well, I was going to say, you think what's Burnley's main game plan crosses into the box to two target men. What's Arsenal's weak point crosses into the box to two target men. (laughs) I mean, it's just got another, it's got a two nil. He will not be there at Christmas. No, I don't think – yeah, I think Arteta is – he was hyped up too much as well. It was like everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's the real mastermind behind Pep Guardiola um, at Man City. I'm sorry. No, not a chance. Not he, a chance. He is just he put the cones out. He yeah, Exactly. Like he, he was there to learn from Pep. He was not the mastermind behind Pep at Man City. Pep was a mastermind behind City being what they are, and he still is. And as we can see, Arteta's – obviously nowhere near that level and and on and also i can't see what he learned from pep because well it's it's been pretty desolate the last i don't know two years honestly i if i if i was an arsenal fan i'd be absolutely dreading this amazon documentary coming out Oh, I probably wouldn't watch it. I mean, I'm I'm so the the basically put it this way, I'd be dreading it as much as me being a non-Arsenal supporter am excited to watch this because I will I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna burn through this thing because it's gonna be so funny. <laughs> if you're an Arsenal fan and you're also into, you know, masochism, this is the documentary for you. <laughs> so let's let's leave the Premier League. <laughs> with with that lovely thought. <laughs> Come on, Matt. <laughs> it's too good to be true, isn't it? I really is. We... Let's let's leave the uh the Premier let's League. I mean let's let's go from one place where it's rain where when it rains it pours to arguably the definition of when it rains, it pours. Because for Gladbach, it could not have gone any worse than against the Evokusen. Not a freaking chance. Like If you could have dreamed up the worst possible way that game could have finished, it still wouldn't have been as bad as what actually happened. Four goals conceded, five injuries. I and just then feel- your star center back, your star center back in Matthias Ginta, contracts corona <laughs> and I mean, captain Zoma was... a penalty how bad can it get oh not only that but your star goalkeeper who has been riding the high of his life performance wise all of a sudden goes from hero to zero in the span of 131 seconds because it took two minutes for Leverkusen to score the first slapstick well i mean given the first one i'll give it i'll give it to him that's just rotten luck it knocks right off the post onto the back of his calf and into the goal like 
fair enough. But, you know, if you can do anything or not, it still doesn't look good. The second goal gets a full hand to it, still doesn't keep it out. The third goal, fair enough. That's just an ugly deflection from Ben Zabayini. You know, not going to give him any fault there. The fourth goal, he literally has it in his hands and he somehow still bobbles it and it goes in. Oh, to be a goalkeeper. I mean, it was the worst. Like, I would not have wanted to be in Jan Zoma's shoes. He probably wanted after the first goal already for the ground to swallow him whole. But, you know, the game just got worse as it went on. I mean, I don't think it was definitely not a question of Leverkusen being that good. It was just Gladbach being that bad. I don't want to be too harsh because you think it really did just completely go wrong for them in every conceivable fashion. Yeah. The amount of injuries was ridiculous. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought Mitchell Baca should have gotten a red card for the way he went in on Lina. He he does... He comes from behind. Lionel's off now with a broken ankle. That oh, should break say. it. Yeah, yeah, it's a bro. It's it's a broken ankle oh. or a fractured ankle. I think that says it all. He goes in. He barely touches the ball, and then basically with his with like with his with the rest of his body just kind of falls onto uh, Lionel's leg, and he slide tackles from behind. In my book, that's a red card. Because it's a dangerous play going in from behind like that. And, you know, Lina's now the one who's going to be out for four to six months, probably. I say four to six months, but still. I mean, with recuperation time, he's out for he's out for months. He's not, this is not a, a couple of weeks injury. You know, he's going to be in a cast for four to six weeks. Then you have the rehab. Yeah, and it's a, it's a weird one because it, it was dubious as anything because he he got the ball the first time outside the box and then it was the follow-through inside the box, which is probably why... I think it's a... Which is probably why, is why the penalty, yeah. I still think you could have given a red... You could have just given a red card because of dangerous play. Even if he gets the ball from behind, like you already, you already, if you can already get a yellow card for basically getting the ball, but also the man, then you should definitely get a red card for going in from behind, getting the the most tiny touch on the ball first, and all of the man. I'd say mm, it's a red. Maybe I don't know. It's nice to see Patrick Sheik score though. Yeah, I mean he deserved silver boot winner of the of the uh Euros as well. And he just keeps on doing what he did at that at that tournament. He just keeps it just keeps on bagging them. And he no one expected anything from him either. No. But you think that Leverkusen team is actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taz in the center, uh, in the, at center back, you know, Mitchell Baca, he's got experience at the top level with PSG. Um, 
you know, they did lose Leon Bailey, but for that, they've got Rapid Diaby on that one side, who they've also signed from PSG. Um, Paulinho's not that bad. Paulinho's, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. Radetzky is a decent goalkeeper. Saved a penalty. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a great penalty. We still saved it. It wasn't a great penalty, but you still have to guess right. And more people need to get his name right as well. Oh boy, I can already I can already feel the feel the blood boiling. No, it's fine. It's just you know, get it right. <laughs> it's like Jesus. if I called you Louis. No, no, it's no not your name, no, is it? No, well, well, it isn't. Yeah. Huh. Well, should we move on to uh, another team that is struggling? In Borussia Dortmund. You have to start. I mean, it's just the topic keeps coming back. Do they have a mentality problem? Because they exploded against Frankfurt, who also do not have a bad team. This is a team in Frankfurt who are in the Europa League this season and only just missed out on Champions League last season. They are not a bad team and they steamrolled them 5-2. They then get a real test with Bayern and they lose in the Super Cup. And now all of a sudden they're losing to Freiburg 2-1. And it was 2-0 at one point. But you again, know, Erling that... Haaland shows he's a, he's human. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> just, and just how human he actually is. But you have to ask, is is there a mentality problem again? I don't necessarily think it's a mentality problem. I think it's the fact that they just don't have the players. Because Nico Schultz... No, no, uh, it, uh, this let, is a democracy. Let, <laughs> let me say my piece. Okay, I will, you let can... you, I will let you finish your argumentation, Socrates. Thank you very much. Right. Yes, they have Jude Bellingham, Erling Haaland, uh, Donnell Marlin, Marco Royce, Gio Reyna. Fantastic. That's good. Cut to the back. They've got Felix pa- Felix Paslak, who is terrible. Okay, they, I mean, had was... to, they had to play Axel Witzel at centre-half, which isn't ideal, but, you know... Injuries. Will allow it. And Nico Schultz is... Think of another... Look up terrible in the dictionary and pick any other... In the thesaurus <laughs> and look up any other word. So you come off after th- if you get taken off in the first half of a football game it, because you you're got injured, <laughs> that is a bad day for you. Honestly, I still don't understand why that, he was you just the had you've just had the better part of 70 million euros from United for Jaden Sancho, or like a large chunk of it. <laughs> Invest it in some players that aren't forwards. Yeah, okay, Donnell Marlin is great. Corbett is also a very good goalkeeper. He's shown that again for Stuttgart last season. Yeah, but it's very difficult for a good goalkeeper to consistently be a good goalkeeper with a back four in front of him that includes Paslak, Schultz, and Axel Witzel. Yeah, Akanji's the only decent defender they had in that back line. I mean, look at the subs, right? Okay, Mats, Mats Hummels wasn't fully fit. Injured. Yeah, he's he's still coming back from injury. 
And then you've also got Emre Chan, who I don't rate at all. I've yeah, said before, he's, he's not still, very good at a lot of things. He's still better than Axel Witze at centre-back. <laughs> and then uh, Julian Brandt, not really sure what's happened with him. Sort of gone off the boil. He was supposed to sign for Bayern. Good one. <laughs> and then Thomas Delaney, uh, Renier, who I think is on loan from Real Madrid still. Yeah. But it was another game similar to the Leverkusen Gladbach one where it just went bad from minute six. Oh. Well, you have to, I mean, you have to say though. I don't think that, I'll fully recover from watching that. That free kick. It just doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't. It is like not even inches, centimeter perfect <laughs> into that top left. It is like could not have hit it and better. And he's a far, he's a fair way out. Like he is not, this is not from like 16 yards out. Oh, he is the post a on the solid, way as well. Uh, he's a solid 25 meters away from goal. But again, back to Dortmund. This is, we saw it last season. Bayern would draw or Leipzig would lose. And then Dortmund, Dortmund would lose. lose. It's like, Okay, you're not gonna have, you're not gonna mount a serious uh, title charge if you're not picking up on like slip ups. Like you're just gonna be punished by the people. Yeah, I don't know. It it's, and even there was even a report coming out today that apparently Dortmund are the best managed club in the Bundesliga, according to some Danish uh, university or some business university. They said that yeah, Dortmund is, is the best managed is, club. Is that just because they make the most profit on their transfers? Because that is their entire... It has to be. It has to be. Because a club that is, ma- like, in sporting terms, Dortmund is woefully managed. But you have said you that is their, of- yeah, that is their entire model, is to buy players on the cheap, build them up, sell them for more. They'll sell Haaland next summer... For like 130, 140 million euros. No, they won't. He, he's still got a, he's still got a, he's got a 75 million release clause. Do you think that anyone else is going to, is going to, you know, let him renegotiate that contract? He's going next summer for 75 mil, which is stupid because he's easily worth double that. Well, that's the thing. They can renegotiate his contract, get him to sign a new one year and completely change the release clause. Do you think he would go for that, though? I mean, with the money-grabbing thief he's gotten as an agent. I think he's good enough that people would pay. Clubs would pay double. Yeah, but think about it this way. The agent knows that the minute that release clause kicks in, clubs have a lot more money to give him as a signing fee. Yeah, true. He does have that shite bag as an agent, whose name I will exactly. not have. So I, I will can't not have see... his name muttered in my presence. <laughs> I can't see Raiola. Sorry, Bill. Um, (laughs) Said it, man. (laughs) I can't see Raiola going in and saying, ah, do you know what? I'm just going to uh, let Haaland, or I'm going to renegotiate the contract and have Haaland cost a little bit more money and then have clubs have less money left over 
to give me as a signing fee. Not a chance. We can discuss that if and when it happens. Uh, just before we True. talk about uh, Mainz's loss. Lol. If I'd said to you the day before the Bundesliga started that Wolfsburg under Mark Van Bommel would be top with six points out of a possible six, would you have believed me? I would have said six is a far stretch, but four definitely, because put it this especially, way. Especially after they made an, an extra substitution. Jesus <laughs> that they Christ. weren't allowed in the uh, DFB Pokal. They deserve to get kicked out of the cup for that. They totally deserve that. <laughs> how does a professional football club lose track of how many subs they've made? I don't know. Even that they, they probably need the, the FIFA uh that little fifa notification sorry you're out of of substitutions exactly they need that fifa notification someone someone talk to both sports to get that installed and they have like mark van Van bomber gets like on his apple watch like a little notification (laughs) saying you have used up all subs sorry Mark. no more for you you've run out five out of five subs made and have that come up like every five seconds on his watch just constantly reminding him because obviously he needs it (laughs) <laughs> and they have just signed Luca Waldschmidt from Benfica as well. That's a good sign, although he has managed to injure himself, apparently. I saw that. I don't think it's a massive injury. He just cut his head open. It's not a massive injury, but it's not great to see that you're the guy you've just signed who's supposed to be a big bolstering for your uh for your uh, for your attacking hopes, basically, is all of a sudden already having to stop training because of an injury. Never good. Now, let's talk Garrett Holtman. Or Garrett Messi, as I like to refer to him. Oh, how many players does he go by? One, five, two, two, two three, four, five. Oh, oh, my God. And then he megs the goalkeeper. It really is Messi esque. Oh, my God. It's so good. Bochum already tweeted right after that. They were like, I, Bundesliga. You can already stop taking any more goals for goal of the month because we've got it for you. I mean, I'd struggle to think unless someone scores from inside their own half, or we have a situation where someone, you know, back heel megs to the goalkeeper. Yeah, I, I yeah, exactly. Like Amiri last season. I'd say that that solo run even tops Grifo's free kick from today. Oh, I definitely. Mean, yesterday. Or Saturday, yeah, Jesus. Definitely Saturday. Saturday. It's weeks go by so quickly. Um, yeah, hundred percent tops that goal of the month right there. And it's great to see Bochum. You know, they're such a traditional club. And you got twelve thousand fans in that stadium, and then they see something like that. That's just. Oh. I'd also peg Bochum to stay up this season. Yeah, it'd be nice if they did because. Like I said, traditional club. Yeah. I think, the, I'll tell you what would be funny. If Hertha went down, that'd be him. <laughs> We've had feelings known about Hertha. And we have just sold Matias Cunha to uh, Atletico. Atletico Madrid. Which arguably is probably going to hurt them in the long run. Oh, also, if we're talking about goals this weekend, can I just talk about Dominic Soboslai? 
oh. before, we, before we wrap up, because not only was his first goal ridiculous, the free the, the technique on that free kick from like 35, four, like 35 yards out to the very left. Yeah, yeah. In, in the literally inch perfect where no one touched it and the keeper couldn't come for it. I mean, screw you for having him in your fantasy team because I don't. Oh, I, was my... I definitely don't have him. Uh, there's a reason why you're leading leading me now. By, I want to say it's. I got 191. What are you on? 225. I want to say you're leading me by about 30, 35 points. <laughs> Let me just have a look. I t- I knew it was going to happen, and I said it to you. If they had had Soboslai last season, it would have. I don't think they would have won, but it would have been a much tighter race for the for the title. Yeah. Yeah. I am currently sitting on. I mean, I did, I did, <laughs> I did have Jan Zomer in goal, but that probably. Well, brings, yeah, right. We need to sort this. We've got three leagues with just us in it. <laughs> <laughs> just because no one else, the people who we uh, invited to join them, they just missed the freaking cutoff date, and so now we're just the sad wankers who are sitting in a league. Yeah. Together. So. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, he got me. <laughs> he got me thirty-eight points this week. That is stupid. If you want oh Bundesliga fantasy, tip, how has he done? Hit me how up. How have you done that? It's because I don't really have anyone else in midfield because I've got Haaland and Lewandowski up front. <laughs> you have both of them. Yeah, but then I've also got Jean-Paul Boatius and uh, Florian Verts in the midfield. See, here's like, the thing. I had I had Zabitza, Schlager, and Bellingham in my midfield. But then again, my back three is Guerrero and Barbu and Lacroix. Oh, you've gone f- very Wolfsburg heavy right there. But they should have gotten you points. They did. I got ten and eight respectively. Gio Reyna got me twelve. So did Erling. Haaland. I also don't know why I'm not playing Radetzky in goal and instead of Gulashi because Radetzky had twenty points alone. But yes, I think I got double points for Soboslai because I made him my star midfielder. I made Lewandowski my star player up front, so he got me 26. Yeah, and he got me 17. So yeah, you know, if you want France... It was a good haul. Put it this way, 90 points on one game match day? I blitzed it the first week. Because Haaland got two goals and two assists and Lewandowski Three assists, actually. Three assists, sorry. So he got me like 40-odd points. God damn. But I think, yeah, so we didn't do this last week. So before we wrap up, I want your break. Yeah, your breakthrough player from the Premier League and the Bundesliga. Who's going to be the breakthrough player this season or who is? Who will be, in your opinion? Who will be, in my opinion? You've kind of just put it in my mouth. Sulbuslai for for the Bundesliga. Hell yeah. It's like a new signing for Leipzig. Yeah, he is because he was he he couldn't. I mean, he was injured for so for basically the whole second half of the season last season. Um, and in the Premier League. Do you know what I'm this close to saying Ben White, but then again, Arsenal are so dire that he probably won't get a look in to actually, you know, develop. Um Breakthrough player in the Premier League. 
Here's the thing. Jack Grealish is not a breakthrough player anymore. He's already a star in the Premier League. That's why he's gotten the move to Man City. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually very lost on who would be the breakthrough player in the Premier League at this point. Because there's so all the young players in the Premier League are already not breakthrough players anymore. They're good. And they're they're very good. Yeah, that's it's a difficult one, the Premier League. I think I'd be tempted. Would I? Yeah, I'd be tempted to say someone like Ivan Tone. He's a good one, but he's yeah, he's a good one because he's also he's also set like some very high targets for himself. Yeah, he set himself 17 goals in the league this season. Uh, of which he has because the thing is all the players that you would think who are like new in the Premier League, they're already very established. Like even Jaden Sancho, he's young, but he's very established because everyone knows he's already a an unreal player. Yeah, Lukaku, th- everyone knows he's in the top three strikers on this planet. Um I don't you know, think they- you can I don't think you can expect anything but good from Varane which is why he isn't Varane's already a Varane's already a proven quantity you know it's like that's what I mean that's why yeah, like, I'm gonna Sobersly say is... yeah Dominic Sobersly and Ivan Tone for me yeah that sounds like a good one and on that note answers on a postcard let us know yours Ooh, that's it. We'll put up a story tomorrow. Having said that, by the time this episode comes out, that story might already be out. So, um, but you yeah. answered the story. Thank you very much. If you didn't, <laughs> sort yourself out. <laughs> Too right. But I think we'll wrap it up for this week. And as always, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow, do your thing on our socials. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're posting daily content or, you know, content as much as there are, you know, top uh, or breaking news coming in. And don't forget to check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Acast now because we switch providers this season. But thank you very much for listening, guys. Keep calm. Love a beautiful game.